At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and you're listening to the Makers of Minnesota, and we are here to talk to makers doing cool things. And today, we have kind of an interesting segment that uh, Sheila Mullen contacted me. Hi, Sheila from She Hi. Cooks Design. How you doing? Great. How are you? Good. Um, you contacted me, and you said, "Hey, I'm curious to see. I listened to your podcast. If you would ever be interested in talking about packaging." You tend to work with a lot of food people, and packaging is a big part of the product. So we started to have a conversation about packaging, and you said, hey, how about we bring in uh, Puro's Foods, uh, Brian Sadowski, who's here too. Hi, Brian. Thanks. Yep, you're welcome. Um, And you said, let's talk about packaging. So this is kind of a two for today. We're going to talk about Puro's Pies and the start of that, Brian, but we're also going to talk about the role that Sheila played in putting together the packaging of that product because we do talk a lot about food on this particular podcast because I like food and I think it's fun to hear how entrepreneurs get started and the food space is really creative. Sheila, when you um, started your business, She Cooks Design, like I was on the website looking, you've done all kinds of stuff in the food (laughs) space. I have, yeah. Like tell me how you evolved to where you are today that you're working on packaging for brands. Well, I it started, I'm a graphic designer, and um, after school, um, I also have an entrepreneurial spirit yeah. in me. So, you know, freshman year, I couldn't find a job after school ev- for the summer, and I started painting sweatshirts and selling them. And um, so it kind of evolved in that spirit from there. And then after school, developed a just a passion for cooking and food and yep. went to culinary school in Pennsylvania. You did. In Pittsburgh. Yeah. Just a short course, but it was just really eye opening. And from there I started making uh, pancake mixes and send, sending them to friends and family mm-hmm. and giving them as gifts. And um, they were a hit. And when we moved back to Minnesota, I, she cooks evolved and yep. I started teaching cooking classes and I still do that. And developed a line of whole grain baking mixes, and I use local flours, and um, it was it was pretty successful for a while, and um, and I I did all my own packaging and all my own marketing. I did everything, you know. That's Mm -hmm. what you do. You wear all the hats, and um, and from there, just continued on my love of of the food world. Did also. you end up selling that company or I, did you just decide to stop doing it? I just decided to stop doing it. I needed to go big or go home. And after some research on co-packing and all these other issues that come up when you're trying to grow, I mean, one of my issues was that I'm, I was always by myself. I did the whole thing by myself. Yes. Um, and that 
Um, Brian's nodding his head. Yeah, it's it's hard, you know, Brian and Jessica, yeah, work together. And um, I think that's nice to have a a partner who's as passionate about it as you are. And um, I mean, my husband's awesome, but he's a psychologist and he just likes to eat the food. He doesn't like to, doesn't want to be involved in that end of things. So I did go back to the corporate world as a graphic designer for a while, for about four years. And I left there last year and I thought, I have to keep this together. I I missed the food world and um, I love the entrepreneurs and the local food movement that's happening all over and... um, so I um, decided just to target food entrepreneurs. So, Brian, tell me yep. about how you met Sheila and what that looked like. So we were at a Midwest Pantry event, I think, mm-hmm. almost like a year ago today. Yeah. The guest <laughs> just before you was talking about Midwest yeah. Pantry, yeah. So too. Like that, if, Chad and Zoe, they get around. Yeah. They're awesome. And so I listened to your podcast and I actually heard Chad and Zoe. That's how I learned about the Midwest Pantry the first time. On our podcast? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's so great. A friend of mine, Chris Fields, seven yeah. or five vodka, told me to listen to this podcast because I was kicking this idea around my head. He's like, you can do this. And so, yep. like, long story short, listen to your podcast. Chad was on it. They talked about this Midwest Pantry and this consortium of people who get together, makers. And it kind of gave me the encouragement to kind of put my neck out there a little bit, if you will. Yeah, because what had you been making? Um, really just prototypes. So, like, my product pretty much started, my wife and I were making it for ourselves. And so we like food. Like, Sheila, we love to eat food. Yep. Um, we like to eat good food. But we also kind of are pretty active and want to kind of watch what we eat, too, as well. And so we had a hard time, like, on the uh, the sweet side to find things that not only were, like, kind of clean label, but also were tasty, yeah. to be honest with you. And so we started making these things, like, for ourselves, like little Tupperware containers, and that was kind of our deal. And so I had this idea in my head for the longest time, and uh, I went to a Midwest Pantry event, and I sat right next to Sheila. <laughs> and I remember, like, I didn't have my elevator speech ready, so she's like, hey, so what do you do? And I'm like fumbling through it, and it took me a while to kind of explain it to her. And explain to the listener what a Puro's pie is. Yeah, so basically I've got my spill down now, hopefully. it's. it's Let's a, practice. Yeah, it's, so it's, <laughs> here's my demo. Sheila's going to judge you. All right, so I make a pie in a cup. We're vegan, all-natural, and gluten-free. My crust is cashew, date, coconut, and then my filling is coconut milk-based. And I whip it till it's mousse-like, so it's light and airy. I add my flavors to it. So that's the idea. So it's just a pie in a cup. So that's kind of my concept. Like, I like... I like this, and you've it's, worked it's on better. it, I yeah, think, since I better. saw you last. Yeah, like you were there, what, was it a month ago? At yeah. The, yeah, the, yep. at the event, so. We did an ARI, um, AURI is a Midwest uh, group uh, that helps people source and create products and does the nutritional labels and really does a lot of things. And they had a sampling event, yep. and we tasted exactly. your product. Yep. And I really liked it. I had yep. a strawberry one, and I oh, yeah. ate the Thank whole you. thing, which you're that. not supposed yeah. to do at a sampling event. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. But someone at the table was like, well, <laughs> this isn't really like a pie because she right. was thinking like crust. So yes. the way that you just described it with the coconut date and yep. nut crust, because yep. there are pies that that's what the crust yeah. is. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, I'm not like super stubborn, but I am kind of wet to this idea of a pie in a cup. Yeah. Just, it's got a crust and filling. And so... That's not something I'm willing to kind of give up on. I think I just need to get better of articulating it. And yeah. also, too, with the packaging where Sheila steps in to kind of help me do that. So so you have this pie in a cup. You have pumpkin, yeah. strawberry, cocoa, espresso. Yeah, I've got almond butter. I just did it again. I yeah. always say espresso, it's, it's and okay. Stephanie yeah. gets so irritated. No I've got almond butter. I've got a <laughs> carrot curry. I've got a blueberry and key lime that we're kind of working on right now. They're brand new. Over the next week or two. Yeah, brand I new. I heard that so. one's amazing. 
It's. I think the key lime is going to be a really good one for us, to be honest. Yeah. And um, I think that flavor really goes well with the crust. It just kind of goes together, mm-hmm. really marries together well. And uh, from talking to the, the people that we sell into, like Lakelands and also uh, Kowalski's, a lot of those kind of those um, more, uh, you know, lemony, if you will, lime-based desserts yep. do very, very well. People seem to like that. Uh-huh. So that'll be new for us. I'm excited to see how it does. Yeah. Sure, so. These are um, generally, I think they retail for about two ninety nine. Yeah, so we've got Kowalski's has us three forty nine, and then uh, Lakelands has us at two ninety nine as well. Okay. Um, would you say that this would be a product that kids like? I think so, and it, it, to be honest, like um, you know, my kids certainly like them. But um, the more you sample, I, I like to get out and demo and like meet my customers. Sure. And so. That's how you learn, right? And we're super new, so we can kind of tweak and get input and kind of implement implement that if we want to. I see a lot of kids, especially like the the uh, the strawberry they like. And I've sampled blueberry; they seem to gravitate towards it. Yeah. And so those are the ones I really really like. Um, you know, the parents um, a lot of times won't let the kids have the uh, cocoa espresso they're worried about. Yeah. Coffee, caffeine, whatever whatever it may be. Yep. <laughs> but um, they always seem to give them the strawberry, or the blueberry. And I've never had a kid really not eat the whole sample. They walk away, they yeah. like it, and mom and dad ask them, "Do you like it?" They're they really say, filling. They're very satisfying. They are, I mean, they're. they're rich I thought too. so too. They're, they're yeah. They, so it's they, substantial. I think so. Um, and I don't know. Like it's healthy fat, right? And that's what's supposed to be good for us. So that's how I look at it too. Yeah. So, but the problem with it's good and bad being new. I think good is like you're different, and no one is like you. So yeah, you kind of, you're creating this whole yeah. a product that we've not seen like this so before. I'm not selling a kombucha or a salsa. Yeah, like it's just kind of different and weird, which is also it, it gets you shelf space. I think it's, it lends you that opportunity, but it's tough though for people to kind of walk by it and understand what it's all about. So right, that's kind of where right. Sheila kind of helps us. Well, it gives you the opportunity to tell your story, too, about how yeah. you came up with it and, yeah. and all yeah. the good things about it, because yeah, exactly. sometimes so, you don't know yeah, that right away. very true. That's very true. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Sheila, you guys meet, and Puro's All Natural Pies is the product. It's pie in a cup. What is it that you are trying to help him convey with packaging, and why do people need good packaging? Well, when I started out, I was... Uh, just the benefit of being a designer, I was able to do, design my own packaging, and other people can't do that as as easily. Yep. And um, so when I met Brian, you know, he said, "This I'm coming out with this product," and I gave him my card. I had just left my my mm-hmm. my corporate job, and I got a call maybe like three weeks quick. later. Quick, and yeah. so we met, and he showed me, you know, what they wanted to use for the the cup and they needed a label and um, he'd started in on a logo and, um, you know, we revised that. Was it not great? I'm not not the best artist. That's that's not my forte. (laughs) Was it something you were kind of scratching out on a napkin or? Yeah, it was like that level. It wasn't very high level. Yeah, I think you found something online and put a few things together. can we talk about that? Because I think a lot of like, I've had people sitting in here that make bars or granolas or salsas. And a lot of people start out and they're making labels at home on Absolutely. their computers and they because they have to and that's yeah. understandable and when you're starting out and going to the farmer's market i think people expect that but when it's time to go and take that step into stores and and try and get on the shelf you need to have a label that's going to pop and say hey we're here and you know sure you're you know 
cousin's boyfriend might be a great illustrator, but if you have to put your cheaters on to read the brand name, right. you got a um, you got an issue on your hands. So you're so. thinking about things in a different way than a person who's just labeling the product yeah. and slapping it on. With yeah, you. and there's all the other issues that are involved too in the nutrition and yeah. the um, you know how you put your ingredients on the label and um, just all those things that I had to figure out for myself yeah. that. I like to share with people, you know, who are just starting out. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. So when someone's going to come to you, Sheila, and they're at the level that Brian is, where, you know, they're trying to launch product, how much should they budget for branding, mm. like, is there a range? Because I think people just are like, oh, it's so expensive, I could never do it. And it is, and it can be. Um, I am thinking, well, we've gone a couple rounds. You've done yeah, some printing. Yeah. We're on the third round of yeah. printing already in five months. Around, a little bit modified a touch. We modified, we yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I think if you can work closely with your designer and they're excited about what you've got going, I think that really helps too. Um, are we just talking keep things like going? Five thousand or less? Are I'd we say, talking five I'd to ten? Five. Yeah, about five, a little bit over five. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think five. All right. Yeah. So and if then someone there's... listening is trying to budget whether they're going to make that step to professional packaging, yeah, and and if you, but also something to think about is that when you're just starting out, like Brian and and Jessica, they they printed maybe two thousand each mm-hmm. for each flavor. And saw that they needed to make some changes, and so they didn't. They weren't going to throw away all these labels. I mean, there's all kinds of things you'd need, just yeah, want to be thinking was about. My former business, and yeah, heard, yeah, yeah. You digital know. variable printing has created some opportunities for people, but mm-hmm. it's still usually cheaper if you print a lot. And right, um, right. when you look at a, a product, Sheila, and you're like seeing it on the shelf or in a refrigerator <laughs> case, do you like have in your mind what? Like, are you looking at it in the context of that case or the individual product? Like, I guess I'm thinking about pizza, a pizza case. You know, all the pizzas, they're like red and yellow and white, and they all Mm -hmm. kind of end up looking together. So are you looking for unique color opportunities? Are you looking for fonts? What triggers you to say this is a good package design? Uh, I'm kind of a less is more um, in my style and the way I do things. But also, you know, you don't want um, a lot of blue on your pizza because that's not really a, a... food or a color that you see yep. in food. So you have to be thinking of that and you want to be able to stand out on the, you know, I do go to freezer sections and, and refrigerated sections. And see. How long does it take you to like concept a logo design? Um, You know, it depends. I thought you were quick with us. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. I was, happily, I was happy. Brian, what did you expect and how long did it take before you got it back? Yeah, I honestly didn't know what to expect. I thought like we'd have like probably, you know, six, seven, eight, nine. 10 rounds of like, you know, iterations and all that. We went through a few rounds. Went through a few, but I think quickly and we were able to narrow down, which ex- is it's normal part that's of the process. Totally, to totally, yeah. It. So, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think with with my products, like what I was thinking, like Jessica and I were thinking, you know, based upon what we sell, we want to be like you know, very transparent, very, uh, very clean, very simple, which also fed into what Sheila was saying too. Yep. That's kind of her forte and what she likes as well. And so... I mean, that was part of when we were talking at the Midwest Pantry event a little bit. We touched on that a touch, and I believe she kind of asked me, like, so how do you see this in, in your mind? And 
I don't like busy. I don't like busy at all. It's just how I am, like simple, clean lines. And I think she was on board with that fairly quickly. And yeah, so it, it worked out that way. So the vision was kind of almost, we're kind of, um, we're able to work together very quickly to, to align on our end product, our end labeling, I guess. You know? Brian, are you and Jessica working on this full time or? No, we both have full time jobs. Okay. So that's so... a whole, you know, that's a whole different. I've listened to your podcast. Yep. And then I've also, um, yeah, I'm at the Good Acre is where I produce, and I meet a lot of guys and girls over there who are also uh, getting started in the same boat. So we both have full-time jobs, and uh, this is something uh, that I try to squeeze in at night and on the weekends. And it's kind of a family deal. So um, the way I look at it is I'm kind of the uh, the product guy, the producer. Yep. I go out and do a lot of demos, but uh, when it comes to kind of the uh, – some of the stuff like dealing with Sheila, like Jessica likes that. And yep. I'm not really, that's not my brain doesn't work in that way, design and all that. And so, and she also kind of handles the business side too as well. So we kind of divvy up the, the resources that way. Okay. So, so this is like a brass tax question hey, for you, ahead. Brian. Yeah. But so I was in business with my husband yep. and, <laughs> you know, we, it was good. We had a good experience. We sold it. But yep. I mean, there were honestly, and I'm not even joking when I tell you, <laughs> we probably almost got divorced twice over it. So, like, I think that, and this will be played later on, right? Sure, I sure. I think she'll agree with me that we are, they say opposites attract, and that's very true. And so I think we both have very good strengths and weaknesses. I would say that, I don't know, I don't want to use the word, like, out to lunch, but I'm kind of like this guy, like, hey. I just that's go, how I, my husband was, that make sense Brian. To you? Yeah, like, so, like, I drive around, like, I have no sense of direction, like, I can't find where I'm at. And she's very, like, you go here, you turn left, turn right. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like, I'll just take them, you know, I just kind of figure it out. And you're thinking about ideas and looking right. at stuff. I'm, I'm, and... up, I'm up here all day long. That's where I live is up here. And she's a little more grounded, I would yep. say. And so I think it kind of works out well. And so, like, again, we kind of divvy up. Like, I go in, I make the product, and that's my deal. I'm creative on that side. I come with the flavors and how to make it. And then I do a lot of the demoing because uh, we have two kids, too, as well. And so yep. she's been signed with the kids. When it comes time to business and, and, and that sort of thing, I let her kind of do her deal. And she's very good at it, I think. She's um, has a keen eye for detail and things like that, which I sometimes don't. And uh, so I think it kind of works out well together. So Is the goal like, okay, so one of the places where the rubber would meet the road for us yeah. was like how much money were we going to put into this company, yeah, right? And we started yeah. out with our nest egg and the nest egg went so fast, we yep. didn't even know it was happening. Yeah. Like, do you have agreement about this is how much we're willing to put in before we start to risk family yeah, finances think, and that sort of so. thing? I think so. And we're on the same page, which, which obviously helps. I've also heard in your podcast too, like other entrepreneurs who come in and, and some are like, you know, at the level we're at, it's really kind of like a fun hobby at this point. And then you decide to scale up and invest like a lot of money in it. And yeah, really make it a kind of like where Sheila, yeah. where you make that decision right. at some yes. point. So we quickly decided that we would uh, not sink a ton of cash into this, like shoestring it as much as we could. We'd allocate whatever resources we thought we would allocate to the whole deal in certain spots where it's most important. It could help us out the most. So like labeling, packaging, things like that. Yep. And uh, really uh, kind of our mindset is to... And I get this product out there very slowly in a couple stores, situations, and kind of very slowly build up volume. And that's kind of our idea. So okay. uh, we're not um, certainly like everybody else. We have the dream of it'd be great. Some guy, guy walks in one day and writes you a check for X amount or buys you out, whatever. When you think about yeah. that moment, yeah. how much is your check? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like it's, um, it's all relative. We talked about this a couple nights ago. And I think her... It's weird because I um, it'd be enough to cover my salary and then some. It's, it's it's really weird. Like I don't I don't think like 
I don't. I think I think we have a good product, and it'd be nice if someone would do that. I think the odds of that are probably slim to none. I'm so you're realistic. a million and under. I would. Yeah. <laughs> Is she yeah. a million and over? She's a million over. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think so. And she like she's thinking, oh yeah, you know, it'd be like a million plus or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, if someone could pay us enough to like cover my salary and then some and whatever, I'm kind of good to go. Yeah. And so like, that's just kind of how we think, and so. Um, you that's know, interesting. I don't know. I don't know. That's just kind of how we think. Yeah, so. no, I think it's really interesting because you don't, my experience is you don't start these companies like with this idea that you're going to have this gigantic financial windfall and sell no, them, but it does all. come up along yeah. the way, particularly yeah. if you're successful and yeah. there's been, Salsa Lisa has sat yep. in this chair and yep. just been amazingly successful. And I, I will say this, I will, I mean, you get to the money part and I will say that um, a lot of this sounds very corny and it's not just canned response, but a lot of the ratification I get out of this is the the, the customers who come up to me when yeah. I'm sampling and demoing and hearing, like, I'll go check out somewhere. They don't know who I am. Oh, my gosh, have you seen this? I've heard such great things about it. And I don't say a word. They don't know who I am. And that, like, really. I bet that's neat. That puts a smile on my face. Sure. And so, like, it, that is, like, a purpose-driven um, kind of a mission where it's, like, when I'm in there toiling away in the kitchen, it's late hours, and you've been there for, like, you know, eight, nine hours, you're banking out cases or whatever. <laughs> I don't really have dollar signs in my mind. It's more my customers. Are they going to like this? Are they going to be happy with it? Are they going to keep buying it? Like yeah. Those are things that race in my head. So call me my naive or whatever, but that's kind of where I'm at right now, to be All honest right. with you. I'm just be honest. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Sheila, when you are building your business, because are you working alone? I am. Okay. So still. that's funny because you were working alone and didn't love it, and now you're still working alone. Yeah. The working alone freelance hustle is really, I have to say... I, because I'm kind of doing that in my other life outside of broadcasting, trying to put projects together. Right. It's lonely. It can be. Yeah, it definitely can be. I mean, and I, I've this time around, because, you know, I've been freelance solopreneur for, you know, most of I my love that word, solopreneur. I know, I know, I do too. For most of my career, I've been, you know, on my own. Um, and um, I've been working with people kind of like, you know, Puros working with a person or a business that can do things that you can't do so um, or don't know how to do. So I've been working with um, other people to help me build my business and come up with different marketing ideas and Have you to ever get had the to word fire out. a client? Um, not necessarily. Um, you know, there's ways that you sometimes <laughs> work about with, you know, say, Price yourself out of a project so that you don't have to deal with it. Okay, I, mean, I did I've not done, know this was I've a done skill. That. Maybe I, mean, that's I need that. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's very it's yeah. you know, if you know that you get a gut feeling and you know it's not the right fit, and you just want to see, well, if I if I price enough, you know, maybe they'll then the just to dollar ratios better. Yeah, and then um, you know, and if they do pay for it, well, then fine, then yeah, you know, I'll, I'll 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 deal with it. But I mean, that hasn't happened for a really long time. Do you but... ever struggle with the idea that like? Um, this is a weird question, but do you ever struggle with the idea that maybe you're not worth it? Like, you know, like you're, I don't know if I'm articulating this right. Like what you need to provide for this customer. Like maybe Brian walked in and you saw his product and you right in your mind had the idea and he loved it. And it was, took five hours instead of the 20 that it normally takes. Well, there's that. I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years. So if it takes me five hours versus the, you know, an hourly rate of something, you know, with a with more time, 
then that's because I've had 30 years of experience yeah, doing so this. That's it's what that you're Picasso for, effect, analogy right. kind of, you know, not saying that Picasso. No, I, but... I, I would say that's very true. And so part of the appeal of Sheila, in my mind, too, was that she not only brought, like, in the packaging aspect, but she had had her business before, too, and seemed to, I mean, it's like, I mean, when you're starting off, you'll take advice from anybody, I think. I mean, you're kind of always, like, scratching for people to give you opinions and help, and some of that you take and some you don't. Um, but... It was almost like getting a two-for-one type deal. It's like, yeah, I got someone who can do packaging and can help me with that, but someone who's kind of been down that path before. And I think, you or, yeah, yeah, because if you're working with a graphic designer that's fast and knows what they're doing, I mean, there's some economies of scale there, too. Yeah, yeah, I, I agreed. And so we weren't like, I mean, I've never done it before, but I didn't think we were putzing around. I thought from the moment we talked to the moment we kind of had our final <clears throat> design, I thought it was pretty quick, at least yeah. quick enough for me. So <laughs> yep. we're in good shape from that perspective, you know. Um, this is a totally just random question, but do you do web design too, Sheila? I do. And I do. Do you I... help people build like shopping carts and do you guys sell online? We don't. I'd like to get there. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now we're refrigerated, but I'm working on, I was telling her out in the lobby that, um, I've been playing around with blast chilling my products so I can keep it frozen yep. and stock it away. And that would be kind of a game changer for us for sure. Yeah, so sure. maybe one day that's, that's a good, good route to go. I think okay. for sure. Yeah. I did not do their, um, their their website. Okay. But I have two of my own because I have a recipe blog as well yep. where I develop recipes using local food products. But his, theirs is already put together, so I have to find a, a recipe to use your product with, or maybe I just review it. Yeah. Because it really is good. Yeah, yeah. it is really good. But tasty. I like to, to give a little boost to just any fun local products that I yeah. find. I buy them and, and I try them and, and I'll use there. them. And stuff. Yeah. We are really- with Sheila Mullen from She Cooks Design. You can find her at shecooksdesign.com if you're interested in her packaging ideas. And her packaging for Puros is really lovely. And okay. Brian Sadowski from Puros Pies, Puros Foods. Puros Foods lends me to think that there's something other than pie up your sleeve. What do you think? You're very perceptive. You're smart, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. you know. So um, I credit Jessica, my wife, for that. And so initially... Um, the first product would be the pies, but then she was like, you know, let's think larger than that. Let's like, you know, we can have like an umbrella of um, products that kind of are along the same vein, if you will. Absolutely. And so I think um, I like the idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm tooling that's around. Smart. I'm tooling around the kitchen. That's what I like to do. And so mm-hmm. uh, we have a couple things up our sleeve that um, I think we'd like to maybe at some point roll out um, that kind of fit underneath that umbrella. So, yes, that's All right. exactly right. Very, I've, I've been asked that a couple times, and people who do – it's um, very perceptive. So, All right. Well, we will stay tuned. Thank you both for being here Thanks, on The Makers Stephanie. of Minnesota. Yep, thank you. Thanks. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. An F-16 pilot having hydraulic problems with his aircraft managed to parachute to safety as the plane smashed into a warehouse east of Los Angeles. Fire Captain Fernando Herrera. That pilot landed in the uh, March Air Force Base area. In the base itself. Amazingly, there were no serious injuries after the plane hit the building. Alabama executed a man last night for his role in killing four people after an argument over a pickup truck. Tennessee executed a man who killed his wife. Reporters couldn't see the execution, but AP correspondent Travis Lawler says... We could hear sounds, uh, including a singing that uh, uh, Mr. Johnson's attorney says was him singing a hymn. 
Answering a reporter's question, President Trump said he hopes the U.S. is not on a path to war with Iran. Mr. Trump has dismissed suggestions that any of his advisors are trying to push him into a conflict. I'm Rita Foley.